one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, the major domo of Jabba's Palace, the Figrin Dan of the modal nodes. Those last two coming from the internet, Jeff Not Emma, at Jeff Not Emma on Twitter, suggesting those to those, uh, us to use as starters, and I like those there. So if you have a suggestion of what we are, just use that hashtag Force Center on Twitter and help me with the intros. I do enjoy it. 
As always, I'm joined by Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. I will use my mouth wide open with my tongue to speak. Oh, man, this is uh, so far my favorite episode of Foresight. It's going great. I think what you said is you literally encouraged the internet to write in and tell us who we are, <laughs> which is great. Well, which is what the internet does by itself. It does the best. Ways. Those yes. are great suggestions. So we have very them. supportive Foresighter fans. I, I, yeah. I'm very, great job, uh, very fortunate, and a lot of my endeavors on the internet have good supportive fan bases behind Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And we appreciate that there. Jennifer, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back, mm-hmm. even though I almost just whipped my eye out with the yeah, I, headphones. I was doing the intro, and we do these do these shows live to tape, and I, I heard some commotion, and I saw J- Joseph pull out a first aid kit. Are you okay over there? Yes, I feel like I'm like Jack Tripper from the Nutty Professor. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. Oh, wow. I'm here. That's Jennifer Jerry Lewis Landa joining us today. Flaving. All right, guys. Uh, you know, the, when, when uh, Jennifer, you're here, and Joseph, you're here, and it's a uh, completing the journey. That's kind of meeting our fans' expectations and demands. It's not fan service. It's just the way it should be, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And that's why today's show is all about fan service. Damn. Oh, that was a that stretch. Was, was sweet, <laughs> sweet segment. <laughs> Tweet in better transitions for me. Um, we want to talk about fan service in Star Wars because since Lucasfilm brought back the, the franchise in a big way with The Force Awakens and into Rogue One and the comics and the books and the cartoons and the toys and the serials and everything, this word fan service has been thrown around a lot, Joseph. It is on the minds of a lot of people, often in a negative fashion. Yeah. But that doesn't always mean fan service is negative. So we wanted to dive in today on the concept of fan service. Yeah, that's right. Uh, fan service, I don't even know if that's exactly the right term, but it was the closest I could think of when, when we were, I wanted yeah. to talk about this. Fan expectation, maybe even. Yep. Uh, but I think Star Wars is in this unique place where they're giving us all of this information about which characters are at what mm-hmm. point when, what do they think, what do mm-hmm. they feel. So we as fans have this backlog of information where something like Rogue One rolls around, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, of course, Vader's in his murdering prime. Yeah. And we've never really got to see Vader in his prime of murdering. Of course, that should be in Rogue One. Right. So, but then, you know, we heard that that was a, a late addition. Yes. That didn't occur. Mm-hmm. To the creators. So I think we're in this unique position where sometimes fans have some great ideas because we're so invested. And other times we want things to happen and the creators maybe have a better idea. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's there's not any Luke in The Force Awakens, basically, mm-hmm. except for this last great moment. Yeah. But that worked really well for the creators. The creators knew what they were doing. Right. If they had asked us, we might have said no to that. Totally. But they really so the the balance of those two things. Yeah. Of when creators should listen to fans and when they should go like, no, we're creating. Trust us. Yeah. Mm. And I think they ask us to do that a lot with Star Wars. But uh, it's a controversial term, this fan service thing, Jennifer, because let's say, you know, an Ewok shows up in in The Last Jedi. Mm. That definitely is fan service to you, not fan service to (laughs) others. Right. Um, Is that a good thing and how they do it and everything? Um, So I'll start the the topic here, Jennifer, with you. Mm -hmm. When are creators right to listen to the fans? Oh. This is really tricky. We're in an unusual place right now with movies, where the movies are, there's so many franchises, you know, the Marvel and DC properties and Mm -hmm. now Star Wars. And so it's this delicate 
balance of making us happy, right. but not giving into all of our whims. Mm-hmm. Because would I love to see a bunch of Ewoks running around? Absolutely. <laughs> Will that serve the story? Yub nub. Yub nub. I don't know if it would serve the story, mm-hmm. and maybe I don't need that right, right now. Um, so, And it's also something I was thinking about was I was like, in this day and age where social media is so powerful mm-hmm. and people are so vocal with their criticism or their right. excitement, um, they really have to be cautious. Yeah. With how much they give us what we want and how how much they say, nope, we're doing our own thing and yeah. not listen to us. Yeah. And the second thing, too, is that these creators are fans themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. You know? So then they're wanting to give in to their own desires <laughs> and whims. Yeah. yeah some, they want to service themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> some of their decisions are, yeah, fan service. To yeah. themselves, yes, absolutely. That's, you, that you joke, but that's true, and you, and you know it, Joseph. There, that is, uh, it's a different time. It's a different era. This was not a man in a flannel shirt. Uh, now, I think some. I think the prequels had some fan service in it, and that's some of the stuff people didn't like. C three PO beam created by Darth Vader. Yeah, uh, a lot of those kind oh, of things. The sure. uh, you know, there's different little like when the Millennium Falcon flies into Coruscant. Uh, that's cool. That's yeah. not fan service. That's a nod. It's mm-hmm. a nod. But if Han Solo had shown up as planned in Revenge of the Sith as like a 12, 13-year-old boy uh, talking to Yoda, as was thought to be, that would have been fan service too far, yeah. I think. Or yeah. just a weird decision by the man in flannel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that kind of question of, you know, with somebody like George Lucas, he said that he thought everybody would be really interested to understand more about how the Force works, so yeah. midi-chlorians. Mm-hmm. Right. And... So sometimes that guess about what fans want is wrong. I wonder if creators uh, shouldn't think of the internet as like a suggestion box (laughs) to every once in a while (laughs) go, is there something really big that maybe we spaced for whatever reason or a good idea? I don't think that they should cave to pressure. Yeah. I think kind of culturally, we were on that uh, weird tipping point early kind of Mm -hmm. in uh, social media and social media was barely there, but the snakes on a plane that they announced they're doing this ridiculous thing and everybody says we want Samuel L. Jackson to say this specific line about MF and snakes. Right. And they're like, great. Yeah. And I remember waiting to see, is this movie going to be huge and change the way that things are created forever? Mm. Because you can just start going to people and go, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? want? Mm. And then you put it all together and it doesn't quite work, work. you know? So I feel like, I feel like fans should be listened to. Yeah. But I feel like you should still ultimately do whatever is best for the thing that you're making. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I count the three of us on on the fan side. We're content creators ourselves. We've had ex- different experiences in creating properties and sketches and books and comedy and everything like that. Um, so I definitely think we have that experience. But I, when it comes to Star Wars, I've never had to sit down and create a Star Wars story. So I definitely <sighs> consider myself a fan and expert appreciator of it. Yeah. But, uh, so a lot of this applies to me as well. I want to start the conversation with... To, Force Awakens and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think there's two different kinds of fan service there. Yeah. yeah. Force Awakens was a general fan service that I think, though controversial on some things, yeah. they needed to kind of service the general public. This is a Star War. You're going to have the X-Wings and TIE Fighters and the big space orb that destroys things. You like that, right? Come on back into our world. And I know that for me at times has been some of the stuff I've least liked about Force Awakens. But in the meantime, behind that, Joseph, not fan service, I thought, was creating three to four main characters that were spectacular. Yeah, Mm. no, not at all. That was brand new. And I think if uh, Lucasfilm had floated to the general public, the internet, saying, would you like kind of a new version of Darth Vader who is in 
emo faker from Hot Topic who can't control his emotions, people would be like, no. (laughs) What do you know? That is an amazing take on the villain, on the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Yeah, Jennifer, right? Right. And the thing thing, uh, a lot of people didn't like The Force Awakens. But for me, what I thought it did great was it captured the feeling of the Star Mm -hmm. Wars film. So, yeah, you can point to, well, that was kind of hokey. Or, yeah, you know, Kylo Ren is this Hot Topic villain. But the feeling that you got when you Mm -hmm. saw Han and Chewie and these specific Mm -hmm. moments. Moments, that to me was what Star Wars represents. So I thought that was perfect. What I think is really interesting is that a lot of people who, that I know that are uh, softcore fans, <laughs> as Joseph, you coined before, they loved Rogue One more than The Force Awakens. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me uh, since they're not fans. But I guess that, that might be a separate well, topic I think, altogether. I think we'll transition to the Rogue One discussion. I, I think um, it got accused of being fan servicey in more specific, direct ways. The Gold Leader, Red Leader, uh, some of that kind of stuff. The big battle at the end. Blue Milk. Uh, Blue Milk. Um, as Red Letter Media pointed out, ATSDs, ATSDs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but also, at the same time, it was different than any other Star Wars film. It really did stand alone as a different style and tone. Right. But that's where this discussion really, really kicks in, Joseph, because in Rogue One, I mean, is there too much fan service? I don't think it is. What do you think? I don't think so at all, because I think the big uh, moving pieces uh, are new and fresh. We haven't Mm -hmm. seen Mm -hmm. uh, this many uh, sad, desperate people trying to pass the baton for that just tiny chance at at winning exactly the way that story is told. Um, And we see new characters, new relationships, all those things. It's it's the surface level that is fan service, I think, for the most part in Rogue One, that it is the details that we recognize this galaxy that we're living in. We recognize the connections that should be there. And I think this is the the mm, big thing mm-hmm. to me yeah. is there is, uh, beyond fan service, I think there are some times that's uh, fan validation. Hmm. Mm, yes. You're creating this world. We're spending all of this time in it. So we want to make sure that our time thinking about it, enjoying it, is mm. legitimized by the people who are making it are just as knowledgeable about it as we are. Right. Yes. Which is why for me, the Vader thing set off emotions and feelings I did not expect. Right. When I learned these last couple of weeks that it was added mm-hmm. pretty late in the game. Mm. Right. That was the thing that I needed in that movie. Right. I would have been upset and bummed out if it wasn't in the movie. And I'm not normally like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm normally much more like just, I trust the creators. Give me, give me what you got. But then it feels to me like, Mm. Uh, it's the, the, how could you not have that? Yeah, it's the time. It's the story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, see, you're right. I don't even think of it as fan service. I think of it as just we have all invested so much time into learning mm-hmm. about these characters and these stories. It's you have to serve the story and you ha- we're immersed in this world already. So you have mm-hmm. to connect the dots. Yeah. Because if you don't, we're going to be taken out of it and go, wait a minute. Yeah. This is Vader was in his prime. Why didn't he cut down any rebels? So. Yeah. But do I think that they they did that because they knew that we would love it? Yeah, maybe oh. a little bit, right? Yeah, and I. But I think in terms of Vader specifically, it's okay. Yeah, we we do we want the, the fans should have some kind of enjoyment. Yeah, you know that where fan service is. Um, 
I'll address the ATSD joke. The the ATSD, ATSD. Yeah, damn straight. I loved it on Jedi because I'm a yeah. Star Wars fan, right. and, and ATSDs don't just show up on Endor. Right. They're part of the Imperial uh, Army. They, yeah. That's part of their strategy. So if they're they're occupying this city, damn straight they better be there. Yeah. Um, or some kind of new version of Walker. But I liked. Yeah. It was, yes, it was the thing I liked from Jedi. Walking around a new city. It was. It was. Fun, key, but it was also didn't take me out of the story, and that's where I think fan service. If it's if it's, uh, and we'll talk a little about Luke and Force Awakens. I think where you know if if um, if you're giving me something just because, and then it's it a spotlight on it, and it doesn't have anything to do with the story, doesn't fit in the world, the connective thread, the things you're saying, Jennifer. Then to me, that is fan service. Red yes. leader, gold leader should have been there. And if yeah. you're a right. Star Wars fan who understands the time and the story, you're gonna you like we're we're already hearing. Well, where's Porkins and Wedge? Yeah, right. they had a day off. Okay, but <laughs> you know, and reality is because they didn't have the extra footage to, to pull from the archives. But yeah, it's 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 red leader and freaking gold leader. Yeah, they mm-hmm. need to be there. That's not fan service. That's telling a good story using the universe and parts that you have. Yeah. Exactly. Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazin, yeah. maybe fan service. Maybe yeah, fan that service. Was but it's, it was great flavor. Mm-hmm. What, what, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it because it, it wasn't an important story beat. It wasn't anything th- right. that took you out of the movie. It wasn't there just to be like, hey, right. look at the thing you like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, it, is that particular moment fan service? Yeah. Yeah, but again, like you said, not bad. Um, but also so as I was kind of saying, coming out of Rogue One, and I, you guys know I went through this journey of Rogue One. It's the greatest thing I ever saw. I actually didn't like it the second time to the third time. I kind of, you know, except I'm waiting to see it on DVD. I've only seen it three times. I stopped going to see it in the theater. just wanted to let it sit for a little yeah. bit. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I want to be rewarded for all the effort and time and money <laughs> I put into this. Right. Um, now, that doesn't mean, you know, if I'm disappointed, I think what's different between me and some other people out there is like, if I'm disappointed, I, I don't go crazy about it. I just, I just process it prequels example and eventually come to accept it or don't accept it yeah mm-hmm. you know i don't know jennifer did you look any parts of rogue one that you looked at and went oh why were you there no i mean the panda baba thing i kind of was like oh okay mm-hmm. a little wink wink yeah but, i mean even the small details like the blue milk mm-hmm. i love that of course the characters are going to drink blue milk because that right. is in the universe and if you're painting this world you've got to use kind of some of the same pink colors that you yeah, used yeah. before otherwise that will take us out yeah and there was a lot of new things introduced in rogue one so, yes, absolutely. So it was a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but, but as related to the, the Vader scene, going back to that to round out that part of it, Joseph, like, again, that was what I wanted to see. Speaking about my myself, that's what I wanted to see, and they delivered on that. Yeah. And that's tough when I'm hearing, oh, Vader's going to be in it. There's some immediate expectations, and it's harder, I think, to even to, live, to deliver on our expectations as fans, and I thought that scene did it. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely yeah. delivered. But to me, the fact that it was a late-minute edition, mm. uh, I will mm. say, like, set off a dark side. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm usually pretty you are. patient, which is why I was like, hey, yeah. people got some problems, but let me sit with them for a while. Yeah. There's, like you said, there are parts with Rogue One that I don't like, or maybe be like, oh, maybe I would approach that differently sure, sure. or whatever. But I still enjoy the film, and I, it's fun. It's fun to turn around in my head. Yeah. If the Vader scene hadn't been there, this is one of the first times in my life that had such fan expectation. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't a little weird thing that I made up. Yeah. As soon as we were told Vader's in the film. Every Star Wars fan, yeah, even the soft course, <laughs> we're like, well, of course he's going to slaughter some people, right? Yeah, yeah. 
it just should be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I partially wanted to talk about this to check myself yeah. before I wreck myself because <laughs> uh, I don't want to be the person who like needs yeah. things to be a certain way. I want to see what the creator gives me, right? Mm. And then I want to interpret it and react to it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it was done so perfectly because that was my concern. Was I thought they can't have too much Vader? Don't give us too much, even though we want to see him, right? It, mm-hmm. Because then it's too much of a good thing. It was just the right amount. We got to see his castle, which was so cool. Yeah. And then they held off to the very end. And we mm. got what we wanted. Yeah, that's what they need to do for us. You know, the castle is an interesting point, Jennifer. Oh, you, the you, you're going off the, uh, the the going off that there um, because that was not something I thought would be in it. No, right. no that is a deep cut. The Macquarie design castle yes. that might have been an Empire, might have been in Jedi. It's, and when that popped up, it wasn't like yay red leader. It was like oh yeah right yeah that's okay. They're going Oof. back for that. Love I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. And Deep you know, cut. yeah, and great tip of the iceberg storytelling where you, you get yeah. to have a lot more discussion about what yeah. does that mean. So, yeah, I don't yeah. ever want to get the creators to be like so paranoid of like, what's the internet yelling about? We mm. should make sure we include that, mm. that we miss out on stuff right. we didn't know we wanted. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, the right. brave choice of Luke Skywalker. Only yeah. Sean Bain. Yes, I use the word brave. That word can go around to a lot of different things. It's not for one thing. Um, I uh, loved it. I think we even joked about it in our preview episode. Like, what if he only shows up at the end? <laughs> and <laughs> It was towards the very end. Like, I had forgot. I forgot that Luke Skywalker was a character until suddenly they're like, where's Ray going? Oh, he is going to only show up at the end. That's right. Um, if the fans rest going into Force Awakens, myself included, probably you two, give me a big Luke moment. Give me that moment when, when Kylo's reaching for that lightsaber. That was the moment, yep. Joseph I and Jennifer. Know. That should have been Luke standing there, right? That's oh. what the fans would have written. Yeah. Yeah, but I, as it turns out, I'm super glad that that wasn't there. That was Ray's moment. This ends up being so much better because it mm. gives us expectation. But yeah, if somebody had come to me and said, you have your choice, Luke is in the final scene, but it is incredibly pivotal, or he could be in the whole third act. Right. Or there can be little interludes building up to him, like, eh, maybe, maybe. Mm. I mean, I think this is... Brilliant, and I don't think we would get it if there was about a fan yeah. pressure. But those moments, see, uh, they were c- kind of connected in Force Awakens and Rogue One in my fan mm-hmm. experience because my first time sitting Force Awakens, I did not forget Luke. Well, I was okay, like, yeah. oh my, this is resolving, this is resolving in that dawning realization of like, <laughs> he's only going to be there in the last moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And watching Rogue One, I was yeah. like, this is great, this is great. Yeah. Not sure about this part. Oh, it's it's so good, it's so good. It's but like, where's Vader? Where's Vader? Where's Vader? Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was practically squeezing the armrest wanting yeah. Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jennifer, you through that moment there, uh, I mean, you love Luke, as I we talked do. about last week. He's the last good guy. Oh my gosh. And I realized when, when Han died, spoiler, uh, when Han died, <laughs> in case you haven't seen it, um, um, I was like, no, we haven't even, Luke hasn't even been in this film and we're not going to see the, you know, the three of them together. Yeah. That was devastating for me. But I was like, okay, okay. Mm. He, and then I thought, surely he's going to be the one that gets a lightsaber. And when he wasn't there, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. where the frack is Luke? <laughs> right. And then when that last moment Oh my! The the overwhelming sensation, and I thought this is why J.J. Mm. Abrams is J.J. Abrams because mm. he did something so unexpected. But I was so glad that he did it. Yeah, it yeah. was that classic kind of serialization that we love about Star Wars, that cliffhanger, and yeah. it was a perfect ending. Yeah, maybe maybe some of it does have to do uh, with the quality of it. So, like, if right. somebody had not done The Force Awakens well mm-hmm. in that 
the first thing we see, the crawl, is Luke's name. Yeah. Mm. And the whole plot motivation is Luke. So Luke permeates this movie. Right. If it wasn't done that way, if you found out halfway through the film that actually what's been moving everything, the MacGuffin of this film is Where's Luke, Mm -hmm. it would have been much more maddening. Good. But it invited us to salivate for Luke. Yeah. That's a that's a great way yeah, to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Look, and it, it's fair for fans, us included, to have these expectations. It's uh, We have it in every any kind of fandom, and I always say it's our own expectations that make these things disappointing or not, and these, these mm-hmm. filmmakers and storytellers should have the right. Uh, the, the critique of Force Awakens being a retread of A New Hope comes mm-hmm. up time and time again when I talk about it. With anybody, I was I was in an event last night and uh, getting to know some, uh, uh, a new friend, and he was like, what do you think about Force Awakens? I was like, I like it. He was like, oh, well, let me tell you why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it was just like, uh, you know, I was insulted and, and right. the, the story was too simple and it's like, uh, you know, again, I get it uh, but we, we're in the bubble and if you you know work in Hollywood, you're in the creative bubble too, but someone in, in uh, the other parts of fandom uh, it's it's a calm, calm warm, comfortable feeling that I think was, was needed, but Joseph, the big thing is, it would seem though fans want surprise until they get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the four- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Force Awakens is a cautionary tale that Star Wars in particular needs this very specific mix of the new and the old. Yeah. And the expected and the utterly unexpected. Right. And, you know, it it would be interesting, like, if the, how, how could you remake Force Awakens so you keep all of those uh, similarities to New Hope mm-hmm. that make uh, the creators and probably, you know, the Disney board yeah. happy? Mm-hmm. Like, w- is there a way to turn the newness up to 11? <laughs> there, would, would, have, would there have been a way to, like, hit you in the face with, like, yeah, it's a Starkiller base, mm-hmm. but you'll never believe this about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get the new with the old? I think I think there's a fine way to do it. And, and it might, when, when 7, 8, and 9 are done, we might look back and see it all. That's why I think the Luke thing will, will make so much more sense oh, or yeah. feel better when it's like, I'm so glad he only showed up at the end because that made 8 and 9 the moments and it mean more. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's tough. It's tough, Jennifer. You know, we fans are a prickly bunch. <laughs> yes. And it's hard to try something new. You I've seen it in other fandoms. Right. We want new wrestlers at the top of WrestleMania. Here they are. No, we love the old ones. Exactly. It, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And if it had been too, if it had been like what the prequels were, where people were like, wait, that this isn't what I was expecting. Too much new. Too yeah. much new. Back right? off on the new. Right. So it's Here's like, Han Solo as a kid. Too much old. <laughs> Right. Too much young old. Yeah. Oh, man. So we don't know what we want, but we do know what we don't want when we see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do we want to watch Star Wars and stories in general to be surprised or validated as fans in our own knowledge? What is it, Jennifer? I think it's a mixture. Did, yeah. It re- and I think we're going to get it in eight. I think, remember what J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams himself said, where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I read that script and I was sad I'm not directing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. I think that 8 is going to be surprising, but it's going to give us what we want and expect right. of Star Wars. Right. So that's why I'm excited for Joseph, The Last Jedi. why do you turn on the TV? Why do I turn on the TV? <laughs> Just to block out the sadness. Uh, and to least? have more things to tweet about. Yeah. Uh, no, I think there is... I, I do want a mixture of surprise and validation. I think for a new story, something I've never seen, uh, like, you know, I saw Get Out. Uh, oh, love that. Love that movie because right. it was just something new, not attached to any canon, and it just right. uh, mm-hmm. surprised you at every turn, but mm-hmm. it made in, everything made internal sense mm-hmm. to right. the movie. So I think as just seeing a story, I want to be surprised. I want to see mm-hmm. somebody else's perspective. I want to be introduced to a new world, a new feeling, right. all those things. But for something like Star Wars and so many other genre things that can never exist as a standalone right. thing, yeah. I want to be surprise-a-dated. surprised <laughs> And validated. I think maybe hearing you, Jennifer, talk about episode eight and, and everything that we've come to expect, mm-hmm. I wonder if the right balance for that is to have familiar feelings, to have our uh, feelings validated, mm-hmm. but to have um, be surprised by what's actually on the surface. Yeah. Yes. So new new planets, new force powers, new characters, new relationships, new situations, but it feels feels like like we're walking through the emotional beats of Empire Strikes Back. Right. Mm-hmm. Looking ahead to like Han Solo, we know now the time frame of, of his life and some things that we could have guessed were going to happen. So that is, you've got to 
Do do you have to show that? Do you have to see Han Solo win the Millennium Falcon in a game with uh, with with Lando, or can that have just have happened? And we already know that. And as as filmmakers approaching that, they've got a there's a line they're going to toe that could they could easily they could easily fall off. They I yeah they uh, yes they are telling a story in a land of winks and nods. Yes. In particular, uh, our, our friend Chris Taylor makes mm-hmm. lots of good jokes on Twitter about. It. I hope they don't do this wink and nod joke. Yes. Like, I hope there's no Han shoots. For First, right joke. Yeah, you know, mm. I think I voted in his poll on that. But. <laughs> <laughs> a great, great poll. I voted on it. Yeah, I want them to find ways to surprise us because yeah. I think this is a, a perfect place where we can get surprise and validation. Like we know that uh, mm. Han gets a life debt to Chewbacca. Yeah, it's been in expanded universe exactly how. Yeah, but w- what if it's just this utterly surprising way? Hmm. Yeah, you know how how can you surprise us with? How does that come about? Is it that Han is wrestling with the, the morality of being good or evil and he decides right. or good or not, not yeah. being selfish? Yeah. But he makes an unselfish choice and he rescues Chewbacca? Or is it dumb solo luck? Is it an accident? Yeah. And then this big walking carpet, as Leia called him, is like, hey, by the way, I know you didn't even mean <laughs> to rescue me, but now we have a life debt. But like, no. that would be a surprise. Because we expect it to be like Han makes a noble yeah. choice and now he's with his partner. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a tough line, and and I find myself, I find myself going into this movie not wanting an origin story, but thinking it would be really cool to see him play Lando in a game of Sabacc yeah. for the Falcon. But I, I'm I'm trepidatious. I'm trepidatious. It, it is it is it is. Uh, there's a lot of spotlight on the potential fan service in the Han Solo movie, yeah. where you know the stuff in Force Awakens doesn't bother me. Rogue One stuff doesn't bother me. Mm. Yeah, this one good. I don't know. I, I, I really admire them, that they're tackling mm-hmm. all these things that we have so many expectations about. And I imagine mm-hmm. the way that it's going to be new is how they shoot it, mm-hmm. the genre, right. their style of comedy, and that's what's going to make it fresh. The execution of it. Exactly. Even though we know these beats. Yeah. Right? I mean, we talk, I mean, Logan, for example. Uh, going mm. into that, I'm not a huge comic book superhero fan. I'm a comic book guy, but not superheroes. Not a huge X-Men fan. I don't know a lot going in, but I... Knew what was going to happen just just by the trailers. Yeah, you could piece it together, but the execution of that story was surprising and deep and thoughtful and spiritual and and powerful. And so that is something that maybe Star Wars could do with stuff we're familiar with or characters we know from the inside and out. Yeah, has there been a perfect example so far, Joseph, in Star Wars hmm. of uh, balancing the sort yeah. of the, the validation and the surprise? <sighs> maybe you know, I'd have to think about like a. Mm-hmm. An episode arc in Clone Wars, maybe? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think Clone Wars did a lot with the Star Wars mythos yeah. uh, and played around with very familiar ideas because, you know, George Lucas was still kind of at the helm with Dave Filoni. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think the two of them together kind of created some arcs where, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I recognize these ideas, I recognize these characters and these feelings, but, like, all, everything surrounding it was a surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's and you, and you mentioned the animated stuff, too, that, you know, of course, stretched stretches out into books and comics yeah. as well. So there's some mm. examples. Jennifer, anything in your mind? Yeah, I mean, Validation and Surprise would be uh, Bloodline. That, mm. to me, was very surprising with this this character that I love and that we, we know. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt, yeah, I've been enjoying reading it. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of the perfect balance. You know, 
The Force Awakens for me might be that because mm. it yeah. did such a good job yeah. of of breaking through the the, the the wall there first going through. Um, but the comics have some good stuff. The Vader stuff. There's some moments in it that are perfection, hmm. and there's some moments in it that aren't. But it's also a 25 issue run, so you're going to have that. So I'd, I'd submit some moments in the Vader comic. The Lando, which is a five issue run, other than a couple Panthers walking around as, as uh, creatures, uh, <laughs> walking, talking, fighting creatures. Oh. That one actually. <laughs> Can you hate the animals as creatures in Star Wars? You got a Rift Hampson. I do. Uh, I do. Burn your bonnet. Oh, I do. And uh, uh, um, you know, and, I, and which is weird because I love Chronicles of Narnia. I, I <laughs> just don't know uh, what's happening. Um, but uh, I think uh, the Lando comic actually was one of the ones where it was like it was Lando, so I want to see Lando right in the first frame. He's in bed with an Imperial uh, officer, and he's kind of wooing her. Mm. He's Lando being Lando. Yeah. Got that uh, sock on the door. Oh Lobot's gosh. there, and we discover a lot about Lobot that we, you know, uh, the, as he becomes the Lobot, we learn in Empire. Huh. And then it opened up familiar stuff with uh, the Emperor and collection of Sith relics, which then, of course, ties into some other stuff. And for those five issues, it was it was my favorite experience of the comics oh, so wow. far. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, Afra's good. Maul's good. Uh, I mean, Maul's exceeding my expectations, but mm. uh, that is doing it in a way of... Uh, surprising me with some familiar stuff that I'm aware of. So yeah. that's an, a, a growing example, too. Hmm. Yeah. You know, as you're talking about the comic books, I was thinking about mm-hmm. the moment, and I think we've mentioned it on the show before, where Vader gets the confirmation that yes. the person who destroyed the Death Star is named Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's done so well in the comic books, and it's making me think that maybe uh, some of these moments, a good check for are they cheap fan service is mm-hmm. if they get that pop the first time you see them, yeah. you know it's just from, ah, it's Walrus Man, it's Pwned Baba, yeah. yeah. But if you go back the second time mm-hmm. and it has weight, mm-hmm. then it's not fan service. Mm. Well, and going to Dr. Evanson and Pond and Bob, if you go to the, the character visual dictionary, whatever that came out for Rogue One, I mean, they, they start tying that into back legend stuff with Dr. Evanson and, and what he's doing yeah. with the, the cyborg people, everything. And medical experiments. Medical yeah, experience right. and why he was running around with death sentences on 12 systems. <laughs> In its own way, it, it was fan service perhaps one of the bigger fan service things, but they had some depth there, too. They had yeah. some fun with it, which mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is okay. The creators having fun is fine. And, and and what is the importance of of creators caring about the story and the property as much as we do as fans? You mentioned, Jennifer, that most of the time now it is fans creating Star Wars, which can be dangerous, yeah. even on a professional level. If you fall in love with those ATSDs and you want to put them everywhere, I understand if that's a problem. <laughs> um, I liked where they showed up in Rogue One. But uh, how important, uh, Jennifer, is that, the, 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 these people care about this? They have to care about it. Mm-hmm. I think that they have to be passionate and to treat it with the r- respect. Mm-hmm. And reverence, right? Because yeah. these properties are spe- this property is special. Right. Um, Gareth Edwards, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams—they're all fans. Right. Uh, but it, it's you have to be cautious, yeah. right? Where it's like you must be cautious. Yes, where they can't they can't live out their you know fantasies yeah. of whatever they wanted the story to go. <laughs> right. But the, I don't feel like they would ever get to that point because Lucasfilm very much they have the creative team behind them. They have right. this kind of committee, right. Right. so they're not going to let them get carried away. I would agree. And you mentioned J.J. Abrams being a big fan of Star Wars. He uh, we know that because when he made Star Trek, he was like, I'm 
big Star Wars fan. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Joseph, uh, that kind of affected some things. Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it was, the uh, of Khan. Looking up to make sure I got the director's name right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas Meyer, who made yeah. Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Like, that movie saved Star Trek. It did. Uh, many people think it's the best Star Trek film. I think it's the best Star yeah. Trek film. This is an example of a creator who cared as a creator. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a day job to him. Mm-hmm. He right. wants to figure out the characters. He wants to figure out every beat, make every emotion work, make a good film. Mm-hmm. He knew nothing about Star Trek. Mm. And so I wonder if the distinction should be that they must, creators must care. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be fans. Yeah, mm. They don't necessarily need to have the pre-knowledge mm-hmm. as long as they respect it. Mm. Right. It's one thing if like a brilliant filmmaker came in Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, I know you've done your Star Wars things before, but I'm going to change them up. Uh, yeah, Han Solo right. died. I don't care. I'm, I like that Han Solo. I'm putting him in this movie. I'm the director. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, and yeah. even if it was a great film, the best film you've ever made, and it just yeah. violated stuff yeah. about Star Wars, it would be upsetting. Yeah. So I think you need people like Nicholas Meyer did with Wrath of Khan. It was like, hey, I think I've really figured out Kirk, and I think this is what makes him tick, and I think this is what would challenge him right and now uh, what what do you somebody what, what is t tiberius okay great great you know yeah. that that's a little bit dis- dismissive because it isn't just about the yeah. minutiae but i think somebody who cares and is willing to to respect yeah. the history hmm. yeah and, and not this is not to suggest that jj didn't with his films but it, he takes some heat and those movies take some heat now i like them mm-hmm. i like the first one particularly i, I didn't like the, the 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 second one into darkness as no. well uh, but the first one was great, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like a Star Wars. Yeah. Like, and so and, but a lot of Star Trek fans were like, yeah, it's kind of like Star Wars. <laughs> so it was kind of that, uh, you know, that he, they didn't fan, they, they didn't service the fans of Star Trek, it would seem, mm. yeah. in those films. The first, I think the first Abram Star Trek knows the characters of Star yes. Trek, and it celebrates the characters of Star Trek and then puts them in a Star Wars Plots, yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your mileage may vary depending on how, how big of a Star Trek <laughs> fan you yeah. are. Uh, but I feel like Abrams had respect for the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think he tried something new. Yeah, it's interesting because I think about you know when these people go on talk shows or in interviews, mm. and the first thing that they're asked is, "Are you a Star Wars fan?" Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we all want them to say, "Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan." So when Woody Harrelson, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, Says, yeah. when he's like, "Well, I was all right, whatever," I, I think that. It's, it's okay, and the reason why we want them to be fans is because we want them to treat the property with respect. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. It's yeah. not that you have to know every single piece of canon and yeah. be uber no, fans. Yeah. We just want for you to know, take care of our baby for yeah. us. That's all. <laughs> yeah, these are professionals, too. It's exactly. Like, uh, uh, I forget his name now. Gosh, it was a Jing Wang that played uh, Baze Malbus. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was like, i I've never seen a Star Wars film. <laughs> right. I know. I'd ask, what does all this mean? Yeah. And I, I, and I loved his performance in the movie, so exactly. these are professionals that will treat it. But yeah, we as fans it gets nervous. It gets, it gets, you know, mm-hmm. What do you mean? You never seen Star Wars? What do you mean? You don't, you don't know. You don't. You don't know who Shmi Skywalker is. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything in the upcoming films or any Star Wars property that you guys, if you could, that you would <laughs> demand and get? Like your wish fulfillment can happen here. Your wishes yeah. can come true in an upcoming Star Wars film. Yeah. Oh man. I would love to see Leia use the Force. Oh, Ooh. that's great. Yeah. That might be the winner. Yeah. You might have won today's contest. <laughs> yeah, you did. You won. Yeah. I, maybe it doesn't fit at all organically in the beautiful yeah. film that Ryan Johnson, I'm sure, is making. Just like Luke Skywalker yeah. showing up earlier in Force Awakens wouldn't have worked, and I'm glad I got what I got. Mm-hmm. But just as a, like, if I was early in the process and just said, like, mm-hmm. this, hey, 
By the way, whatever else you got cooking, Liz got to use the force. Right. Big time. Ooh. Big time in some that, way. That would be cool. Yeah. Jennifer? Yeah, you won. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Luke, just yeah. in, you know, he takes off that robe. Maybe he gets a little clean shaven and he just has an epic fight scene. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Ignite the green. Yes, ignite Still Saunders the green. is a hashtag. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that that might be mine as well as Luke having one final moment and uh, in, in that Luke at his full powers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I still feel we didn't get that. We got a, we got him on the road to that. Mm-hmm. So much like seeing Vader and Rogue One at the height of his powers, yeah. I'd mm-hmm. like to see that there. Um, uh, but yeah, really, I'm trying to think. It might be something little, but I, I, I want to those characters that are big that we care about. I want them to have those moments. And I felt we got that with Han. Yeah, even though, even though his death, uh, you know, we we knew it was coming in some some way or another. We we knew it was coming. He he was Han. He was Han, and and you got some great. Great Han moments, and, and he brought so much different things to that film that I felt satisfied, mm-hmm. even though the death maybe may, maybe wasn't my favorite thing. Though, thank you, Joseph, for talking me <laughs> off the ledge on that. But um, there, yeah, no handrails on that ledge, no so I had to <laughs> on that ledge. So out there, listening, if you have a, a demand that you could make in an upcoming movie, what would it be? You tweet us or Facebook us there. Now, uh, on the other flip side of that, uh, Joseph, if uh, we could veto something. Yeah, it's already been in a Star Wars film or book or comic. What would it be? Yeah, uh, this is my weird veto. I want a moratorium for a little while on young boy protagonists. <laughs> yeah, because we just had so many. I think, especially mm-hmm. when Disney was relaunching, they're playing things safe, mm-hmm. and that's it was kind of our introduction to Aftermath. That mm-hmm. it was maybe Tem and Snap Wexley's story. Yeah, uh, precocious uh, younger boy alone. Uh, that was our introduction to Rebels with Ezra mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the Lego Star Wars. Uh, TV series that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. We also yeah. have a young kind of boy of prophecy who right. can sense where bits of Kyber, the Kyber right. saber are. So we've just had so much, so much of it that I would like a break for that being our introduction into the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of that. Uh, we, we, the hero's journey can be retold in a different way. At yeah. This point. If the, yeah. if the old Republic is, if it turns out 2020, we're doing, we're starting an old Republic trilogy. Yeah. I don't want it to start with a 15 year old boy of fate. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally agree. Totally. Uh-huh. That's been yeah. played out. Jennifer, anything you'd take back? That's good. Um, no more orphans. Well, I don't, not necessarily orphans, but mm. I, I want to see some moms. This is more yeah. like a, what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see a mom Jedi. Uh, that a Jedi who is a mom. Mm-hmm, uh, that mm-hmm. would be wonderful, even though that wouldn't really. Make well, you know, but you know what can, I mean. Yeah, no, things, things can change. Happen. Things can happen. Things can change. Jedi make mistake. <laughs> <laughs> not that that not that a child is a mistake. It's not what I'm saying. But hey, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? She 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 graduates. She an Oops. Graduates. Late night on Coruscant. Oh my god. Things happen. Things right. happen. The will of the living force. The will of the living force yeah, is you know what, what I'm I trying mean. to say. Yeah. Uh, if I could veto, it definitely would be space whale ships. <laughs> Ken's Rages. argument with animals rages on. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, and that chipmunk Jedi. Mm. Uh, that is uh, our uh, our look. We could go on and on about fan service in Star Wars. It is it is something that's important because we are all fans and they are fans. And we uh, as fans want to feel that we are getting the, the properties we feel we deserve but also we can shake our fists at some really good content that we just might not have expected so it's new and, and unusual to us so we lash out at it. So I say, Joseph, do what you do so well. Just sit back, sip a drink or water or orange juice (laughs) and just let these creators create. Mm. I agree. Yeah. 
Um, we got some audience questions. We love doing this. We're going to close out this show today with some great questions that we got from Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can reach out on those. We'll tell you how after that. Joseph, we got some fun ones. That's right. From Connor on Twitter at SpacePilgrim904 like asks, uh, Ray and Poe have yet to meet in canon. What would you like their first exchange to be like? Hmm. So, yeah, we could imagine they met on the base, but we didn't get to see it. Right. I, I would like it to be uh, Poe, like, pulling her side, being like, that is that is some nice hair. <laughs> Bites his lip. That, is, that, that hair looks so good on you. Yeah. Good job. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see them, like, in some sort of space battle. They don't know. They're they're both in different ships, not their own. And they're, oh, I hate this person or whatever. And then they discover, oh, hey, I know you. I know you. I know you. You're a friend. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was picturing that maybe they get into some kind of uh, trouble together, maybe Poe's in trouble, and Ray shows up, and... Uh, and Poe thinks like, oh man, we're we're in such trouble. And then you know, Ray whips out her new lightsaber, her new force abilities, and just <laughs> cleans everyone's clock, takes care of the problem, and just like shock. I love it. You know, because we don't know how much Poe's got to see uh, force users really throw down. Right. Probably oh, not. So it'd be, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, like whoa, Good nice, job. high five, oh, nice. Yeah. Would Poe say? Uh, Next question. Scott Ring at Scott James Ring on Twitter asks, what inconsistency slash continuity problem, in quotation marks, bothers you the most in the Star Wars universe? Kind of connecting back to our various fan uh, uh, concerns and complaints that we keep close to our heart. Uh, Ken, do you have one continuity thing that keeps you awake at night? No, honestly, I don't. But some of the I, I ask, um, you know, when it's too connected, I get worried. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I am one of the ones who does not. I, you know, if fine, if Vader or Anakin built three PO, and he's called C three PO, and on Empire or or Bespin, uh, the words C three PO are coming out of someone's a character's uh, a mouth that I would have wanted. It seems silly. You never would have got the scene, but I would have wanted Vader been like, oh, oh, I built you. How you doing? <laughs> Good to see how you turned out. I don't know. There's there's little things like that. The big things I'm fine with. I can always find a way to adapt my brain around the stories. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Is there anything that sticks in your craw? No. No. I just We're just ac- too nice, Jennifer. <laughs> I just accept it all. I'll figure out a way to make it work. I love to suspend it. Okay. Well, yeah. you guys have set me up to look like a real ass. Nope. That's what we did. <laughs> that's what we did. Curious. I have a list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the parchment. It rolls for miles. Uh, no. The, the one that jumps out to me is... Is the 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 inconsistency of Leia remembering her mom? Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I always right. loved that moment in Return of the Jedi, where mm-hmm. that's how Luke gently brings up all these difficult yeah. things that he needs to tell her. Do you have any memories of your your mother? Yeah, it, I think he says your real mother. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. Yeah. So and the the and it's so beautiful and poignant and it just gives you that great little bit of like of course she would be kind because the U two right. came from her and of course she would be sad because she had a relationship right. that didn't go well with Darth Vader mm. um, and and then getting to know Padme I would have man I, I wish that had been yeah connected in some way I don't know how you would have done it where you would have jumped forward in time a little bit to yeah. Padme passing when Leia's two or three mm. right. Yeah, I, I, that one. was um, Sith. That was a little shocking. Yeah, yeah. It so made, at the time, it was like ah, big leap. Uh, it's the same vein, like to uh, uh, Kenobi at the beginning of New Hope, seeming to have no 
recollection of anything that's happened 20 years ago. <laughs> right. At um, least he's a known yeah. liar or yeah. exaggerator. <laughs> and that's how I think you can write it off now, but clearly yeah. at the time that was not written. That was to be ages ago. I don't remember ever owning a droid, <laughs> except for you, several times. I mean, talked a lot. Technically, I didn't own you. I'm basically yeah. a used car salesman. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want R2 to be like, what about R4? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember R4. <laughs> I didn't care much when he died. Uh, anyway, Anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll discuss that yeah. th- those continuity problems more. This is a great question, Scott. Next up, from Victoria Lee on Facebook, she asks, In Bloodline, we all learned that Leia never told Ben that Darth Vader was his grandfather. Do you think that eventual reveal of this information and the hurt that must have come from his parents withholding this truth provided the trigger for Ben to become Kylo Ren? Hmm. Absolutely, 100%. I believe, I think she writes a letter, mm-hmm. right? And that uh, is something uh, I do believe in doing some research for another project. I believe, uh, correct me, Victoria, I think there is a letter she sent. She reaches that. She did not tell Ben yet, but then eventually he does learn. And I, I absolutely think that is. Yeah. I think other stuff might have been going on. Whoever Snoke is showing up, um, all factored in. But I think when you learn, oh, you're connected, that's your grandfather to the darkest force in the galaxy yeah. from your point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime a parent withholds a huge chunk of information like that, there's a real breakdown in communication. And I could see how, yes, that would Mm -hmm. make him very angry. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree too. And I I, I was, uh, I mean, I think we know also that Snoke swoops in there and we'll get more of that story Mm -hmm. eventually. But just from an emotional perspective, Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about what pressure it must have been for poor young uh, Ben Mm -hmm. Solo to be the child and nephew of the heroes of the rebellion. Yeah, right. So if you've always already dealing with this pressure to be perfect, and then you mm-hmm. learn like, or you could just go evil like your famous <laughs> yeah, grandfather. Yeah. That's right. a way to get out of this pressure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, great question, Victoria. Thank you. Our final question is from Ryan Wendorf on Facebook, who asks a nice, fun question. We like our fun, weird questions, and boy, does this count as that? When speaking to Admiral Akbar, which eye do you look at? <laughs> Um, good oh. question. This is why I like Radis. His eyes are a little bit more forward. I think. Um, he here's the thing. He kind of swivels his head a little bit. Yep. Yes, he does. You go with the one leaning towards you at the time. Yeah, yeah. He's very animated in the way that he talks, like Radis as well. Yeah. So you know, he's kind of moving around. So I think you can get away yeah. with either looking at one eye or the other. Yeah. I would just stare at the at the mouth. Yeah. Safe. Oh, you stare at the safe. mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. So your answer is no eyes. Look at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my answer is to cheat and always sit in a spinny rolly chair like the Mon Calamari love, and then I could just switch from eye to eye, eye to eye, eye to eye. Do you want one of those chairs? Great questions, guys, as always. And uh, you can get those questions to us a couple different ways. You can send them to uh, us on Twitter, at Force Center Pod is how you follow us. Use that hashtag Force Center. On Facebook, like the page. We are pushing towards a thousand likes. We really want that to happen. Uh, when I am in Star Wars Celebration, we're using the Facebook page to, uh, to uh, live stream some stuff going on there at Celebration. On Twitter at Force Center Pod, like I said, we're trying to get to 2,000 followers. That would be very key. We're up in the top 200 on TV and film and iTunes. That really helps us. Uh, ways, uh, Bigger ways as we try to move forward here in 2017. So keep rating and reviewing. And Joseph, one thing we put out on the Facebook page, uh, a call to action for fans for concepts on new kind of like banner art yeah. and things like that. Uh, we can't tell you exactly the reasons why yet, but there's a reason we want it. Some exciting things coming. And uh, uh, that is an email address. You can uh, hit us on Gmail uh, I just say hit us up. That's what I, I said. That uh, at Gmail at fourcenterpod at gmail.com, Joseph. We're getting some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to see what else you guys come up with. Uh, we got some great.
right uh, instructions right there on the Facebook yeah. page about what to come up with. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's about it for our plugs. That's it. That's uh, it. We got personal stuff too, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all the other social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can uh, find all of my other comedy adventures on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And of recent, I am on the new app anchor uh i have a show called head Cannon where i share weird fun little opinions about all things pop culture there's a lot of star wars uh and you can come and respond to those questions i would love it if you responded to those questions because i'm not just asking the abyss i'm asking you <laughs> dear listener so find me on anchor head Cannon. that's right i'm on anchor as well at daily thrones where we talk game of thrones every day and, and on twitter at kidnaps so jennifer you got a youtube channel you got twitter you got all of that mm-hmm. you can find me on all the sites at Jennifer Landa. My latest video is a Santa Clarita Diet cocktail because I'm a huge fan of that oh, show. Nice. With a wow. bloody severed finger garnish. Check it out. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Jennifer Landa. Oh, that is great. That is awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Force Center and joining us each week and helping us in our adventure to talk Star Wars with you. We appreciate it. So we'll see you next time. I hope we were fan service enough for you. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.